Good morning, good afternoon, good night, good whatever it may be for you right now. This is Lose the Taboo on Mental Health with Jared Cash. Buckle up, get ready, we going for a ride. Hey, it's Jared Cash. Thanks for checking out this first episode of the podcast. Uh, This episode is going to serve as the introduction. It's going to be a little bit shorter this time, and it's going to be just me sharing a little bit about who I am, uh, a little bit about why I'm doing this podcast, why I think it's so urgent. Uh, It may be one of the most important things that we could be talking about right now at this time in 2020. I also want to talk a little bit about just my hopes, my goals, for this podcast, what I think it can do and what I think it can bring to your life and my life and hopefully impact other people uh, that you and I come in contact with. And also just want to share a little bit about future episodes, some of the guest type of guests that I'm hoping to have on and, and really be able to bring and contribute a lot to what we're doing here. When we talk about mental health, uh, mental health, it's very clear. You look around and, and you see stories on the news. You see social media. Personally, you can just look around and see maybe in your life or someone you love deals with mental illness. For me, that has been a story that I've really come to grips with the past about 11 years when it comes to mental illness and what that does and how it's so misunderstood and how it's so difficult at times to walk through different types of mental illness and to know how to continue on in your life and and to start having questions of, of, am I alone in this? I feel like no one understands me. Our questions of, is this ever going to get better? Is is my life going to be this or worse going forward? Or our questions of, am I able to still have some type of joy and success in life, even with dealing with mental illness? So those are some of the things that I'm hoping that we can just get a better idea of and hopefully walk out of every single podcast episode feeling a little bit more encouraged, a little more of a community that we're not in this alone, a little bit more of us knowing that there's others who hopefully are going to understand us more and hopefully are going to help us live the kind of lives that I believe God has called each one of us to live. So a little bit about me, if I've never had the opportunity to meet you, my name is Jared Cash, like I mentioned I'm living currently right outside of San Antonio uh, in a little suburb called Cibolo. My wife, Jessica, and I have been married since 2013. Uh, We have two beautiful girls, a four-year-old and a one-year-old, Juliet and Adeline. Uh, So I've just got women surrounding me, and I love it. Being a girl dad has been one of the biggest privileges of my life. Uh, I was scared to death. I had a brother growing up and, and uh, not really around little little ones. Like I didn't have younger cousins that were girls or anything. And so I was just <laughs> kind of scared walking into when we first found out that we were going to be having a girl. Uh, but I love it. I'm getting my hair colored to be a merman and never thought I'd do it, but I love every minute of it. But I currently just uh, stepped down from pastoring a church that I was able to to help start Uh, almost four years ago. Uh, And so my whole career has been uh, around ministry, church ministry. Uh, I've served in different positions of the church and uh, as a youth pastor, as associate pastor, and then as a founding and lead pastor of a church plant. And I have dealt with mental illness since 
Uh, I was about a junior in high school. Uh, But these past three years, man, it has become so much more evident of how dangerous it can be. And and with the type of job that I was in, and I'm going to dive into this a little bit more um, as I have future guests on, uh, but as I was diving more into, we'll dive more into it, but as I was getting into pastoring more and more, I just realized how difficult it is, not impossible, but difficult it is to pastor and to be the kind of pastor you want to be while dealing with mental illness. Uh, there's a weight and burden that that people, that, that pastors feel, those that don't deal with ongoing mental illness, uh, and it makes it so difficult to pastor and, and just to begin with, even if you don't have mental illness, just the burden, the weight, the expectations. Uh, and so it can be really, really difficult for pastors who have mental illness. And the reality is statistics are showing that a lot of pastors deal with different types of mental illness, whether that's anxiety or depression or uh, other types that really limit um, their energy, their attention, um, their their focus. And so I'm going to dive into that more in future episodes. But really quick, I want to do mention that kind of the distinction, the distinction, because there may be some of you listening right now that you have an ongoing mental illness. And there may be some of you that are listening uh, to get a little bit more insight about a loved one or uh, just a friend, a family member, a spouse that has mental illness, even though you don't have ongoing mental illness. And the difference there, the distinction is in the fact that we all are going to go through difficult times. And in those difficult times, we're going to have uh, low points. Every single person that walks this earth, because we live in a fallen world, everyone's going to feel a little bit of this depressed, sad mood. But when there's not an ongoing depression in someone's life, uh, maybe a chemical imbalance, that low can find its way up to a high and in a somewhat of a routine. Uh, it's got a pretty nice flow to it to where the lows do happen, of course, but then it makes its way up to a more stable place and there's a little bit of a rhythm to it. While someone that deals with depression, uh, it, when it comes to maybe a chemical imbalance or just ongoing depression, uh, it doesn't really matter the circumstances. The circumstances definitely make it more difficult, but those lows just happen more regular and they, they can stay on the low end for quite a while before they make their way back up. Same thing with anxiety. And these are two that I deal with anxiety and depression. So I know more about those, even though there are tons of mental illnesses and and I'm going to have some guests on that are going to help us dive into and give a little more insight into the different types of mental illness and the, the differences within those mental illnesses and hopefully give some encouragement, some practical things that you can do if you are walking through that or if someone that you that you love is living with that on a daily basis. But it also can happen with anxiety. Uh, you might, before a job interview, you might get a little bit anxious, but that may not be an ongoing thing in your life to where anxiety just can can get to the point where it takes over your your mind and your focus completely. While someone that deals with the mental illness of anxiety, it can really take a toll on them to the point where they can even begin to, uh, their mind goes into such a place where they can get to where they have an anxiety attack, a panic attack. Uh, and so there are, those are the two differences of mental illness that is truly mental illness. And then, and then everyone just going through a hard time. Um, and there's, 
That's important to realize and that's important to know uh, if you are someone that doesn't deal with it, but you have someone that you love that does. Uh, for me, I, I'm thinking back on my life. I started uh, really coming to grips and realizing my depression and anxiety uh, when I was a junior in high school, and neither of my parents deal with that as a mental illness. And so that was something they were so supportive, but it was something that they had to learn and continue to learn how to live with someone that deals with that. And things that that I would do would make no sense to them, not because they didn't care or they weren't trying to understand, but they don't deal with it. And so it just it's something they have to learn from watching and observing and asking questions, not something that they can learn from experience. And so it's it's something even now, 11 years later, that they are having to continue to ask questions and they want to support me the best they can. And and then when I got in, uh, you know, years later, Mary Jessica, same thing. She doesn't deal with those two as a mental illness, but she's having to, to really take the time to try to learn what I'm going through, how it looks, how that how that low really looks for me and and how she can best help me get out of there and how we can continue to live life with joy, with purpose, even in the midst of it. So that's something I want to quickly point out. It's just the distinction between these two. So my hope is that this podcast really is something that's an encouragement to you if you were dealing with mental illness. Um, if maybe it can be some insight for, for a, 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 someone that has a loved one that's dealing with mental illness. I'm hoping that it's just also maybe a little bit of something that can help us all know that we're not alone and we can help break the stigma. We can help lose the taboo uh, to where this thing of mental illness isn't looked at as something that's for crazy people or something that isn't really a big deal and you need to just just man up or woman up and continue on. Uh, but it's actually something that's real and it's something that people deal with on a regular basis. And it's something that can become what seems like the biggest barrier in your life, but it doesn't have to be something that prevents you from living the kind of life that you're called to live. Uh, so for, for us, when you really think about it, what makes mental illness so difficult is that you don't wear, my counselor always says, you, you don't wear a bandage on your head when you have mental illness uh, like you would a cast on your foot if you broke your foot. You know, if if I'm walking around with a broken foot and a cast, it makes pretty, pretty, pretty good sense. People understand why I wouldn't want to go run a marathon. They say, wow, Jared's pretty hesitant to running a marathon. Oh, look, there's a cast on his foot. That makes sense. But you don't have some kind of physical evidence that you're dealing with mental illness. And even if you've told someone in the past, they're not thinking about it. They can't see it. And so sometimes you can walk into a room and you can be like, no one knows what I am dealing with. No one knows how heavy this is. And they just look at me and and I don't have a bandage on my head. I don't have some kind of cast. And I don't want to start every conversation with Hey, I've got anxiety, so if that's why I don't want to do this. But you want to just let people know somehow, and you want to be better understood. And so that's what's made it such a struggle. Thank God we have taken huge steps as a society and as, as churches to, to make mental health really known as something that matters and something that's real. Uh, but it's kind of, I think we're right there. We've stopped right 
there, we haven't been able to dive into and take the next steps of, yes, it is not as scary to admit that you have a mental illness, but we haven't discovered fully what those next steps look like. For churches, it's becoming more regular, and thank God for this, to where we can share, even pastors, I did it with, with within my church, of sharing about mental illness and the struggles and the battles there. Uh, but it's kind of like, oh, we want to support you. We want to pray for you. We want to do more, but we don't really know what. And just sending a thousand texts aren't always the answer. There's got to be more steps. And we do know that some of that's medication, some of that's counseling. Uh, but still, there's there's steps that, that we want to be able to figure out how we can best support each other and how we can best take care of ourselves to where we can be the best versions of me and the best versions of you. Uh, so that's something that we're walking into knowing that that's where we are as a society. That's our culture. That's where we are as churches, as businesses. So for you and I, we want to be able to really walk out of these episodes feeling encouraged, having more hope, having more insight, uh, perhaps even beginning to, to think of how we can handle situations different with our loved ones, how we can encourage them and support them. Uh, and how we're going to do that, I really want this to be something that's not just me uh, rambling on, uh, even though I can... F- talk for quite a while. I want this to be something that we have people coming in that are experts that can help us understand some of these mental illnesses and and how they relate in the world. So I'm hoping to have on a doctor uh, that can help us just understand chemical imbalances within the brain. Uh, I want to have on uh, a counselor that can really help us understand the importance of counseling and just share some of the different things that they've seen through years of counseling. Uh, I want to be able to bring on a pastor that can have a discussion with me and we can share what mental illness looks like within the church and and specifically within pastors and how local churches can help pastors within that and staff, not just pastors. I want to bring on a business owner uh, to be able to share what that looks like uh, to, to run a business while having mental illness. I want to be able to bring on at different times people who deal with different types of mental illness uh, that I don't deal with and maybe these people who I brought on don't deal with, but that we can all have a better grasp of the different types of mental illness. Because I truly believe that this is something that if we can understand better, that if we cannot be ashamed of, And if we can really take the responsibility, know that it's so important that we have to to take care of ourselves, this can be something that can end up, we can look back in years to come and realize how big of a step we took and how much potential would have been wasted if we would have continued to be scared to take any type of step or to have conversations or to go see a doctor or to go see a counselor or just to share with friends uh, and to, to get support with it. I look at it and, and yes, for some people, they may have God do a miracle and take the, the anxiety away or the depression or the bipolar uh, the different things could just be taken away fully where that's not even a battle anymore. And that is amazing. Congratulations for those that happened. But the reality is for a lot of us, that's not going to happen. Uh, but here again, my counselor always says something that's so good for me to remember is, yes, you may have it in your life for the foreseeable future or the rest of your life. 
So now it's time to learn how to live with it. You don't need to try to live your life as if you don't have that, as if not thinking about it is going to make it go away, but you learn how to make the most of life with it. So if you have to to do your schedule in a certain way to where you can have the best version of yourself and to enjoy life the most to where you have less lows or you have less anxiety, then do that. Make sure and talk with your loved ones, talk with your friends, figure out how to make the most with it. Learn how to live with it. And that's something that we can continue to encourage each other with. And I hope that we will do that. As we continue on, I'm, I'm excited to, to really open up and be vulnerable and share more of my story uh, and the things that I dealt with. There have been some really low lows this past year for me. Uh, my anxiety has gotten to the place where about a little over a year ago, uh, I got to the place where my anxiety took me to where I had a panic attack. And a panic attack, for those that um, have never had to deal with that, uh, your mind goes to fight or flight. And it gets to the place where your mind really begins to believe that you're going to die or that the the worst possible scenario is going to happen. So for me, somehow my mind got to where it truly believed that I was going to have a heart attack. And it felt like I had all the symptoms of a heart attack and, and it got worse and worse and to the point where eventually I had fight or flight to where it was I, I'm about to die. And so my body started doing anything and everything to try to fight off this fake heart attack. And I, I didn't know how to respond to it. And so I got so worked up to where I had this panic attack and it just left me feeling so vulnerable, so raw, broken, honestly, feeling like I was not going to be able to be the kind of father I wanted to be, the kind of husband, the kind of friend. Uh, I wasn't going to be able to be the kind of person that could work a job and be successful and enjoy the things in life like hobbies and fun things with my family. And and it took months. And I started going to a counselor and I started having resources and having conversations. And it, it took months and months to realize that life can get better and it will get better. But that doesn't mean that I've just been on this just it's just been uphill since, I mean, it's, it's been downhill since and everything's so smooth. It's actually been a lot of uphill battles. And like I mentioned, it got to such a place that I eventually had to step away from my own mental health from, from the job I was working within pastoring a church to find some healing, to f- figure out what the next steps for me were, to figure out how I could live the best kind of life with these mental illnesses. Because I was trying to live as if I didn't have those. And I just kept hitting roadblock after roadblock, kept tripping over these obstacles and wondering why I couldn't figure it out. It's because I was trying to live without it. And that's not wise and will never end well. I know that I've been talking for quite a bit, but I really do want to get to the place where I can even begin to hear your stories more. Uh, I would love for you to to let me know your story, if that's through email or through Facebook message or different things. And um, I've been getting a lot of responses, so I'll do my best to respond back as quickly as I can in a way that doesn't push my anxiety to another level. But I want to know. I want you to be able to share your story, and I want you to be able to have at least one person that you share it with, and that might give you inspiration to share it with more and more people. I know for me, I didn't want to at first open up like this. I didn't want to share. It just seemed easier to maybe run away 
there was even thoughts of let me just go to another country. It just seemed easier to just run away from the reality and to not face it and to not have to talk to other people about it. It just seemed so much easier. Uh, But I've really, as I've spent time with God, I I took a little bit of a retreat to figure out and just get away and just be able to have time with me and God in a notebook and to really think and pray and do some reading. And and in that, really sense God telling me that, that this is not by accident. I didn't do something that surprised him, that, that he has me right in his hands. He has me right where he wants me, uh, and that he has a purpose for this. And even in my hurt and in my pain, as we read through so many different examples of this in the Bible, I pray that I can have moments like David where it is so tough, it is so difficult, but I just pour my heart out. And as I do that, I know that God's going to strengthen me. I know that my relationship with with Christ is going to become more intimate. I'm going to lean into him more. But then I hope and I pray that it can be some type of resource for you, some type of of just, even if it's just a, a word that helps you for that day, or maybe it's something that just makes you feel encouraged or makes you feel like you're not alone. Whatever it is, I hope that my just best shot at being authentic and raw and just sharing what I see and I felt can do something beneficial. And I'll leave that in God's hands. If it doesn't, then then at least he's doing something to my heart, but I pray that it will be a benefit to others. So thank you again for checking out this introduction. Uh, I'm so excited. I'm figuring out exactly how the the, the schedule is going to be, and I'll give out more information about that. But just wanted to go ahead and get out this first episode, this introduction, to let you know that this thing's happening and let you know my heart and my hope for this. Have a great day. Stay encouraged. I can't wait to talk to you here soon. See ya. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please subscribe and share with others so that they can join us on this journey. I'll see you next time.